Hi, and welcome to episode 37 of the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In this week's episode, Steph and I talk about how to find a state of flow and ease within creative projects. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Susan Nethercote, and welcome to the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In these episodes, I throw open the doors to my art studio practice and how I run my business as a professional artist. Whether it be candid insider chats with my studio assistants, Laura and Steph, or interviews with other creatives, or answering listener questions, there is something here for every emerging artist. I hope my journey can help you feel a bit more at home in your own. Hi, Steph. Hi, Suze. How are you? I'm well. It's um, so nice to be having a cup of tea with you on this lovely Monday morning. And you're excited, and I'm excited to see you excited, and I'm dying to know what you're excited about. You said, I'm not telling you until we get on the podcast. But yeah, well, I told you one of the things I'm excited about, and that's my, that my daughter slept all night long for three nights in a row. Wow. Um, I totally understand how big of a deal that is. And let's just let the audience know your daughter is five. So you've mm-hmm. been suffering from sleep deprivation for an extremely long yeah, time. Five and a half. So yeah. big, big deal. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've earned those congratulations. So that's making me feel good. The other thing that's making me excited is I have a new project that I'm working on. And I want to talk to you about your process of how you go from idea like concept through to realization because I think that we've discovered since I've been working with you that the traditional form of planning and working in a year calendar and working backwards like that the stuff that I've learned from others is not what you do and it works really well so to put this into context I've been working on a project where I'm turning a piece of my art working with a local couple in this town in Ballarat and making a jigsaw puzzle. Ah, yeah. Awesome. I'm obsessed with jigsaws, so this is why I'm so excited. It might not be exciting for other people, but it is for me. So I love plants, I love jigsaws, I love art. So I'm combining all of those together and making a jigsaw puzzle based on a piece of my artwork, which is an illustration of some of my favorite plants. So it's going to be a thousand piece jigsaw and the company that's manufacturing it are a couple who live in Warren Heap, which is part of like a suburb just outside Ballarat where we Mm -hmm. live. So it's Australian made, that's lovely quality. I'm really excited to start that process of um, making samples and then sending them to my testers who've agreed to try them for me and see if they work. I'm really thrilled about this. It just feels like it's something I've been thinking about since COVID started. You know, like mm-hmm. I snapped up heaps of puzzles from my Yeah, you do supplier. puzzles all the time. So yeah, it's perfect because it's a meeting of all of the passions. Yeah. It's like bound to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have puzzles. You have three puzzles available through a company called Lemonade Pursuits, but it's a very different model. Yeah, it is. That's a purely licensing model. So I have nothing to do with the manufacturing, which happens all over in the US. And I'm perfectly happy for that to happen, but I totally get why you want to do this grassroots Aussie made with local friends. Yeah. Love it. Awesome idea. their business model is print print and 
cut on demand. Mm-hmm. So I can do drop shipping with them. I don't have to. I don't have to outsource to China in this mm-hmm. uncertain time. Awesome. Where the ethics are dodgy and the shipping is going to be a nightmare. And, I and have where, to, like, let's face it, we want to support Aussies. Really. Aussie industry. Yes. yes so super important. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, this is cool. So, so just to circle back around, you want my take mm-hmm. on taking this concept into reality yeah. in a way that doesn't kill your spirit <laughs> yeah because you stress and strain and all that stuff all that right, bad yeah. stuff so kind of what i'm getting is what you're talking about is that that productivity model of you put the launch date in your calendar mm-hmm. you reverse engineer yourself to the point where it comes out on that date and in the in the in reality what i think we've both discovered in our own respective businesses is when we do that is when we burn out is when we're pushing the river we're getting cranky we're not able to be within our own natural creative flow yeah 100% and i've seen you go through this process where mm. that was where you were cuz cuz we learn that cuz i keep people. i've kept kept trying to do that in my mm-hmm. life and i keep coming back around to oh that model doesn't fit you season no. so don't do that it really like those moments that i've since i've been working that have been toughest for you in your business have been when you've been trying to do that yeah that's when things fall out of flow Nothing seems to work. You're an emotional wreck. Yeah. You feel stressed. You guys Horrible. are stressed as a result because yeah. I'm a mean boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I feel terrible. No, it's so true. It's so true. I've learned to really respect my flow state within the business. And this is something that I've learned for the millionth time this year. But I actually feel like it's really sticking this time because I'm finding such amazing results out of working from flow rather than a a structure of productivity that I impose on my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I I've tried all the ways, you know, I have, because you've known me for a really long time. And I actually Mm. used to teach a lot around this, um, in a previous business creative conversation. I had an e-course called holistic business mapping, which is all around this exact, this exact thing is how, you know, bringing awareness and consciousness to, what is the structure of your business and how are you going about your daily activities and is it supportive of you or is it actually working against you and creating stress in your life? Mm-hmm. And and I'm endlessly fascinated with different styles of conducting business because I've tried all the things and, yes, I come back around to the exact the same point I have come back around to every time, which is, when I work from a place of flow and genuine enthusiasm, it's like I have, I might have a million ideas and they're all sort of in the bank. And yeah. I do, I have a million ideas in the bank as I'm, as I know you do, yeah. as I know Laura does. We all have our dreams. I think most people our can dreams relate bank. to that. We'll call it the dreams bank. Love ideas it. and dreams, things we'd love to create in reality. And what I've found works best is at any given point in time, one of those will really resonate for me and I'll feel genuine enthusiasm for it and it just feels right, it comes easily and I waste so much less time because when you ride flow, when you ride a wave, like you think about a wave at the beach and surfing, when you learn the skill of catching that wave and riding that wave, that's the magic of watching a surfer, isn't it? Like this effortless balancing on a 
on a moving body of water, which is just crazy when you think about it. But being able to ride it and move effortlessly, like be propelled by the natural force that exists within a flow state. So that happened most recently for me with the painting as a practice chapter one e-course. I felt, I feel like that thing made itself. Honestly, I actually have no idea how I managed to make that while I was homeschooling my kids during lockdown. Like it was probably helpful that it was in lockdown and I didn't have to leave the house much, but it didn't feel like hard work. Yeah. It, it came very naturally. It flowed. I, I questioned myself very little because there was just such a sense of rightness and mm. timeliness about the whole project. Yeah, and I just want to mention that um, it came together very quickly, but it had been in your mind and part of a, a plan for a very long yes, time. Yes, it had. And But this is something that fascinates me because you didn't wait to be in flow to tell your community okay. about it. Yes. So I have a lot of ooh, uncertainty and hesitation about this because I have noticed a pattern or a cycle for me where I'm working on something new. I like to talk about it as I'm doing it because it feels authentic. But then I feel like I have to be fast or I'm going to miss the momentum of like the interest that I've generated by going public with an idea mm -hmm. or a product or something. And that if I don't hurry up and get it out, nobody's going to care. Mm -hmm. Like I'll miss the window, I'll miss the opportunity. But I don't, like, and that puts me into a state of striving where mm -hmm. things don't flow. I've noticed you don't do that. Well, I do sometimes and I don't another time. So it depends kind of on what it is. And this is an interesting point. So for my online teaching, I first started talking about doing online teaching probably around 18 months ago. I started bringing that up in my social media and I actually asked my audience via Instagram stories, what, what would you like to, what would you most like to receive from me in terms of teaching? You know, are you interested in art business stuff? Are you interested in um, actual painting classes and I use that as a way to kind of, kind of warming up at the same time as testing mm -hmm. testing the whole idea okay yes. so and I kept doing that on and off in different ways with being a little bit non-committal about what it would be what what the actual product would be just to keep 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 it in people's awareness that this is coming yes it's coming and finding a way to language it that doesn't pin me down to saying this is what's coming. So that's the first thing. You can always be warming up people and gauging interest uh, in, in the project via ways of talking about it. But on the other hand, there are certain things that I do that I can't warm people up for, such as licensing projects. You can't, you can't, you usually within a licensing agreement with the company, you can't reveal anything about that project until mm. it's out and they hold the reins of promotion. So I can't share that mm -hmm. and I don't. But that's a different thing because it really the marketing is more their, um, responsibility, their yeah. responsibility and part of their business. It entirely depends on the conditions that you, you're working under. But, yes, there is definitely a way to put it out there to, A, start to gather 
information about the demand for what you're doing and be talking about it in a way that doesn't spell out what it is, but just warms people up. And the thing that I've learned, because I get what you're saying, like I, I'm a person of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot for me to pull out of the commitment to something and someone. So when I, t- I tell people that I'm going to do something, I kind of feel bad if I'm not delivering it. So I get the stress you feel because you're a person of integrity as well that wants to deliver on your promise. Mm-hmm. So what I've learned to do is A, not not be so rigid around what I'm telling people that there isn't movement because I never put a deadline on anything. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's become my mantra. Deadlines are my kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And I suspect they're actually a lot of other people's kryptonite as well. Oh, yeah. So I minimize those in my life. I have enough of them with my kids' schooling and the structured part of our lives without doing that to myself. But also the thing that I've learned is that when I tell people that something is coming, no one on the other side is actually watching their calendar and their clock going, Suze, where's this thing you said you would deliver? Which sounds ridiculous when you say it, but that's actually what I used to do and I kind of suspect that's actually kind of mentally what's going on for you as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it has happened where I've announced that I'm working on a prototype in real time and then I've had comments or requests saying, when can I buy this? Yeah, which makes you feel (gasps) under pressure. Yeah, Yeah, I know. And I get that a lot via people quite frequently inquire after paintings that are in progress on Instagram. And on one hand, you kind of just, you know, really don't want to miss this opportunity. But on the other hand, it's, yeah, it's, you've just got to learn to keep life sane for yourself and just to not be run ragged by other people's expectations, which I understand is easier said than done. So it but, sounds to me like you that process sets boundaries and expectations for your community too though. It's not just that you're ambiguous, you're quite clear about there's no deadline on this. There's no look like this is in progress and it will happen when it happens. And you're quite clear about that. You're not just shying away from giving clear information Mm -hmm. you're actually doing it's in my copy i mean for example my commissions my commissions process for example i have a whole system that i use that where i sell commission places and i state very clearly in all of my copy i don't take commissions with big deadlines i just don't do it so if it's for an event or a specific thing i'm not going to be able to deliver it for and, you know, sometimes a friend, you know, someone that's close to me, that might happen. That's a different thing. But I've just learned not to do it because it causes me so much stress and grief. And it's not good for the work. No. I don't produce good work under those conditions. So I I just let, let there be. And also the thing with commissions, it's a very specific frame of mind you have to be in. So I have to be in flow with the commissions process to be able to produce commissions And it's a significant head shift from any other kind of painting or any other kind of style of work that I'm doing in the studio. So there needs to be enough room around that for me to do it when I'm feeling in flow with it. This podcast is brought to you by my new e-course, Painting as a Practice, Chapter 1. This course is all about establishing an art practice that is fun, fulfilling and nurtures your authentic style. 
you can check it out over at susannethercutestudio.com forward slash online dash classes for all the details. That's not to say that sometimes I just have to get on and do something. And I do trust that often that because there's always that moment of resistance before you begin any project, right? And, and I'm kind of anticipating the next question here, which is the one that always comes when this conversation happens, which is around how do you tell the difference between procrastination and not being in flow. Was that the next question? Um, uh, similar, yeah, yeah. Mm. You are in my Ask leader. your question, though. It was to speak to the idea of um, that you do need to be in a certain headspace. And you're speaking particularly to doing commissions, but I'm thinking about any project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are times when yes. it flows and there are times when it needs to... Um, it needs to brew. Needs to gestate. Gestate. Yes. Yeah. It's not. A, it's not one flow from mm-hmm. from conception to birth. There are lots of different points along the way where things might slow down or stall, or you need to think about them. Yes. I, I'm interested in. I feel like I need to get better at managing those moments, not okay. just for myself, but how I communicate about that to a community. Or a buyer. Yeah. Well, can I ask you a question? Yeah, please. Do you feel like you let things gestate? Let ideas gestate? In previous previous incarnation, do you feel like you let things gestate and like be very clear and crystallised and be producing out of a space of sureness? Or do you feel like you jump on the idea and you want to run with it because you want to harness that energy? I feel like the things that are the most successful are the things that I act on straight away, but um, that's because it's in a spirit of experimentation. It's not like this is the final thing, this is what I'm putting out into the world. It's just that I like to do that experimentation Mm. in a hands-on way, not in an overthought, overplanned 12 million Pinterest boards analysis paralysis. Yeah. So I do crack on quite quickly, but that means that the stalling process or the bit where I need to take that time to allow things to gestate often happens a bit later in the process. Mm -hmm. Maybe I've got some samples, maybe I've got something ready to send off to someone for for feedback, something like that. That's the place where I need to take my time. Mm-hmm. And I can't beat myself up about it. Mm, yeah. You did a whole episode about that. Yeah. So that's really good to hear you speak about it that way because that tells me that you're re- you've reframed that for yourself, which is mm-hmm. really great. That you're allowing, you're seeing that that's a space where you need to allow things to gestate and settle. And that's the one thing that um, I think is a piece that was missing for me for a long time because I would ride enthusiasm. I wanted to ride my enthusiasm like the wave, right? Yeah. But the thing that I would do is burn myself out because what I would do is I would get on that wave and I would not get off until I was complete and I would push myself beyond the natural flow of the wave. Like, you know, the wave breaks, you swim, you get off, you have a break before you get another one, right? Yeah, that's a great analogy because you're right. I mean... It's time. Sometimes the wave breaks, and it's time to paddle out the back and, and have, have a little break. chat with your mates. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Which I actually wouldn't allow myself to do that. I would get on it, and yeah. I would expect that it would stay that way until I had completed it. Which for some of the things I'm trying to achieve was just completely unrealistic. 
and I and it was a burnout cycle. So that's I think when you're talking about working with flow, where you've got to be aware that um, within flow is stopping and starting and consideration. So I love hearing you say that because it happens throughout the process. Like mm-hmm. um, you flow for a bit, you pause for a bit, you weigh up, you sit with things because I've, I've really found over time that the difference between something becoming a whip for me in terms of what I've created in my business and it being something that's truly supportive of me in every way is those little tweaks in the way that I set something up that only come from really stopping and pausing and thinking about what is this thing that I'm creating here? If I do it this way, what is the, what is the overall impact of that at the end of the day? And is that going to be supportive of me? Mm. So I've thought of another (laughs) example where you're very good at communicating that um, because this is a barrier I'm, I'm, I'm facing. Mm-hmm. I completely hear what you're saying. I'm just struggling to maybe correlate that with action I can take to set up my systems <laughs> so mm-hmm. that they support that. And one of the things you do is <clears throat> on your um, sales page for your artwork, there's a, um, a statement that all your work is photographed, va- photographed then varnished, before it's sent and what I like about that is that you don't put a time frame on it you're not like and this will take I do put a time frame on some things like I tell people with prints give it a couple of weeks before they ship because I have to order them but yes I I I don't have everything photographed yes and I try I avoid as much as possible putting time frames around things for that reason Mm. um but I equally communicate somewhere in there like it's in it's in the copy somewhere Mm. on the website that um, you know, when you order, when you buy your painting, it needs to be varnished, packaged, and shipped, and it'll take that'll take a little bit of time. A little bit of time. I don't. I can't That's what I love. To say, but yeah, I'm trusting yeah. that you read it. You well, I, I feel like I it's not. You're not copy. locked into this. That will take four yes. days, and then your shipping Precisely. will take twelve days, yeah. and then this, that isn't there because that's not the reality of life. No. And but if you were to do that, you would actually set people up to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, yeah, if you say something, you want to honor that. Well, and also it was just learned through hard, hard wisdom, like, you know, of feeling so under pressure whenever anyone bought anything to ship it immediately mm-hmm. and, you know, finding myself packing art at nine o'clock at night or on weekends. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I allowing this to call the shots of how I'm running my business? I'm not meant to be working right now. So I removed it. So you just you keep moving on in your business and you keep removing things that cause you stress and anxiety. And if you communicate well with your customers, they're usually fine if it takes a little bit longer. So in terms of bringing them along on the journey, mm-hmm. because from idea to um, having your registrations open on your course, that was around 18 months, you said? Ish. Yeah, but like the course that I thought I was making that 18 months before was a completely different course to the one that happened in the end, yeah, which we've right. told that story before as well. <laughs> but no one minded. No. And I and I'm I didn't the reason it didn't happen was because I wasn't 100% behind the other ideas. There was something not right, and I every time I went to take action, I was I I I couldn't because 
I'm, I have to be in alignment with things to make them happen. It's the same with art making, actually. Like you, you, it, there's a an alignment that happens between yourself and the powers that be for me, whatever anyone wants to call that, a spirit that moves through me when I paint. There's an alignment that takes place there that just makes my art sing. And it's the same with everything. Anything that I create for the business, whether it be online teaching or other things, there has to be, I have to be behind it. I have to have integrity with it. And I wasn't 100%. They weren't bad ideas. They just weren't the right one. But when I did that painting as a practice challenge in February, it all just fell into place. I'm like, this is the thing. This is what I stand behind 100%. This is what I have to teach Mm -hmm. this time around. And it'll Mm -hmm. be something different next time. But um, so, yeah, so it's the same with this second chapter that I'm creating is in alignment with, all the things that I'm, I have been learning after having done another challenge and bringing forward that again to mm. the course. And I feel 100% behind that. So the flow is there, but it's a different wave. And that to, to breaking that up into three separate mini courses to build up to one big course, which is what they will be combined, that was, that was something that I actually would never have happened upon that if it weren't for COVID-19 honestly but that's been such a great way of working for me and chunking it down and I suspect for other people too just making it really easily consumable and to make easy easy to make because I was trying to make something that was too big from it for my first course so you know life also gives you the opportunity to learn the way you need to learn if you're willing to listen to it doesn't it it does I think what I love about having watched you do this is you don't have any fear about sharing that or sharing the realities, like sharing the process. You talk about it so freely. There's no reservation. Like I can't speak about that because that's not ready or I have to reach this mm. point where it's all shiny and golden before I'm allowed to tell anyone. And then it has to be in this very strategic way where it's in x number of emails over x number of days like it seems to come very naturally to you but i am struggling to get my head around like what that is like what's the this, <laughs> i'm so trying to put it into a structure you Isn't are you're trying weird? to stru- you're trying to structure flow which we all try and do that <laughs> not flow I'm, I'm, I, I know what you're that. saying I, I understand what you're saying it's how you respond and communicate so um, the process the, yeah. the ebbs and flows of flow um, it's really interesting because you like asking me to describe it's the whole fish out the fish doesn't know it's in water thing so yeah. I'm actually sitting back here trying to go well what is going on for me I'll tell you that I tr- I've tried doing it the other way that you're talking about the highly structured big launch strategy thing where you're counting down and you're building momentum and and I've done all the courses like I've, done, I've spent so much money on training myself in how to bring forward projects in the correct way to make the most amount of money and at the end of end of the day they all just made me feel yicky they all just I couldn't shake that it just wasn't right for me and this was the gift that happened with with the whole lockdown and COVID was you know it kind of for a lot of us I think just 
reduce things down to very basics in life, you know, like I went from having these lofty dreams of, you know, launching these big courses this year to, wow, I'll just be really happy if I've still got a business at the end of this. So when I went into, because, you know, no one knew how that was going to pan out and it has up until now been actually okay. But now in Australia with Melbourne in particular going through it again, I think a lot of people are asking, well, is that going to continue? And, and I think what happened within that process was for me was I moved out of a spirit of expectation about what I thought I had to achieve to a state of sheer gratitude for whatever the universe was still willing to give me Mm. do you see the difference oh yeah and that I really was internally in that space when I put painting as a practice chapter one out there it was you know what I'm just so grateful for anyone that signs up for this because at that point in time I had lost every income stream from that company which is where the teaching company that I run that business through I my retreat was cancelled all of my workshops were cancelled I had no income stream and I was just kind of on my knees going I'm grateful for whatever I get and it went really well it went much better than I expected so there's something to be said for that like and this is the problem I think that happens when we have too much you know, we, we make it a, I've got to achieve this or else I'm a loser or whatever goes on in our heads. Like I've got yeah. to achieve this goal or it's not a success. It's like, do it for the love, do it for the right reasons. And, and if it has an impact on people that's positive and if it brings you income and you've enjoyed the process, it's a win, win, win. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, coming it from that place of, I must achieve this or it's somehow a failure. I've done that so many times and I have been disappointed. I've done the launch strategy thing and I have been disappointed. So I guess it was just all of the communication I had around that for that period of time and the lead up to it was I've created something. It's going to be great because I really believed it's going to be great. And I actually, I didn't have to consciously build copy or, Mm anything around that to, and build myself up and promise anything because I had genuine enthusiasm for the beautiful simplicity of what I was offering people, which is, hey, you can, you can become an amazing artist if you can commit to having an art practice. Like that's a pretty simple core concept and I can show you how I did it for myself. Mm-hmm. And... I can 100% stand behind that and speak enthusiastically of it because I've done it and I believe in it. So when you come at creating something from that space, which you're in because I know you love jigsaw puzzles. I'm so excited. You're so excited. You've got all of that. So it doesn't, like, allow that to be your boombox. Allow that to be your soapbox. Yeah. I love, you've seen me on Instagram doing all these insane jigsaw puzzles over the years. I'm making one. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You're allowed to do that. And I feel really in flow because I had the idea a couple of weeks ago and I actually intended to do something completely like very different to do like a tiled, almost like a collage of the series of work I did over the month challenge. And it just wasn't sitting right. And then yesterday I had an opportunity to paint nearly all day. And I just sat in the studio and created 
went back to my sort of more illustrative roots and just had fun. And at the end of the day, I was like, this, I can't wait to do this jigsaw. Yeah. Like when this arrives as a sample, I am so excited to dig in because I know what makes a good jigsaw for me mm-hmm. and this is it. Mm-hmm. So it just felt wonderful, so yeah. natural. And then to discover that I could work with somebody on the other side of town who are a little couple, family-owned business. That's insane. Like, There's a jigsaw maker in Ballarat. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that <laughs> it wonderful? Is. It is. You know, and... You know, there's so much of this process I still have to discover. I'm sure there'll be ups and downs, but I think what I've learned from this conversation is that if I approach this from a spirit of um, excitement, but also generosity, you share all those highs and lows. You don't hold back and keep, like, all the gems to yourself, all that learning, all those difficult things you've had to work through you you share that as you go and I think that's how I'm going to approach this yeah well it's that's 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 a holistic way of doing it you know and that it's a project it's going to take time and it's okay to communicate about it if you feel so moved to do so you've just got to get all that idea out of your head that there's there's a right way to do it because Yes, there might be there might be sales strategies and right ways of doing things that are going to maximise your income in some areas of business and life. They never work for me because they're not aligned with me. It's you've got to be aligned with something in order for it to work for you. So you're far better off to find the way of communicating and sharing with people what you're doing in a genuine way because people people can tell. When they're being bullshit, excuse my French, but they can. (laughs) They can tell if you're not 100% behind something and you don't have integrity. And I know it because whenever I shift out of integrity, I see a shift in how people are engaging with me. So it's an interesting little project to just do it and observe it actually. Mm. Mm. Well, that was so helpful. I'm... Just so excited now. <laughs> I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to see how it all looks and yeah. comes out. I'm so excited. It's going to be yeah. brilliant. And you know what? If the jigsaw puzzle is not brilliant, I don't care. I'm excited to follow this journey and see what this process reveals to me. Yeah. Like that. That totally. just, just feels wonderful. Yeah. I love it too. And I can't wait to check in with you about it again. Oh, thanks, Suze. Have a great day, Steph, and have a great day, everyone else. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye. You can always see more of my art over at susannethercote.com. And if you're interested in learning from me or checking out the podcast notes, you can find those over on susannethercotestudio.com. I love hearing your comments and feedback, so feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, then why not snap a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories? Be sure to tag me at susan.nevercut so I can say hi. And if you've got a great idea for a future podcast episode or know someone who you think I should interview, then pop on over to susannevercutstudio.com forward slash podcast Hit the button in the header image to shoot me an email. Catch you next time.